Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center where we dream revival with God and serve people in love. It's a church devoted to celebrate God, pursue God, present God, imitate God and to host God. Now, here's a sermon from this weekend at church. What are we doing in Saturday service? Sorry? What, what, is, what is the series that we are in? Glory? Alright, I'll tell you what happened. It, we didn't really thought of doing a series here. You know, it actually became a series over a Saturday. You know, I started preaching about uh, glorifying God. You know, I, I spoke about what is, what do you mean by glorifying God? Uh, then it went to how we can glorify God. Then it went to what are the different ways that we can glorify God. Last week or in fact, a week before that, Pastor Kachi preached on how do we glorify God by worshipping, right? Now, worship, what, what Pastor Kachi mentioned that day was worship is not just an act of singing or music. Worship is a lifestyle. You know, it's, 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 a, way, it's a way of praising and honoring God, you know, saying that, God, thank you for everything that you have done. So it is not just about music, it's not just about the songs that we sing every week or every Sunday. Worship can be even, even if you, you waving a hand to someone and saying, hi, God bless you. That's worship. Praying for someone can be worship. You know, so there are, there are multiple ways of worshipping God and, and saying that, God, I love you. That's, that's a way of glorifying God. So, uh, so for cup, for next couple of Sundays at least, we're going to follow the same concept of how do we glorify God? You know, different ways of uh, glorifying God. So, you know, if, if you have missed any of those, do catch it up back on YouTube and, you know, at least at least we'll be in sync. I believe everything is there on YouTube, right? So, uh, or else you can be on podcast and listen to those sermons so that we all are in one sync. Okay, today, today, Again, another aspect of glorifying God, uh, what, what we, we're going to understand or what we're going to learn is how we can make God smile. Do you get that? Have you ever uh, made someone laugh? Have you ever some, made someone, uh, you know, smile on their face? Have you ever tried that? How do you do that? <laughs> Sorry? By cracking a PJ, okay. All right, what is PJ, by the way? Poor joke, Poor joke. okay. <laughs> I'm bad in those. <laughs> okay, all right, so, uh, so yeah, like cracking a joke, uh, saying something which is very funny, you know, brings that, uh, uh, that, that smile, even, even on, the, on, the, on, the, on the serious looking guy, you know? So, so, so that's how you would actually get that thing done. I, I remember, you know, one of the, uh, one of the funniest thing that we used to do back home with, with me and my sister was like, you know, we, we used to play, like in, 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 when we were child, we used to play this, uh, I don't know whether you guys know this game, called as Gargar or House House. I don't know whether that is there in Bangalore. Basically, we, we, we would run the house, okay? So I would be the head of the family and my sister would be uh, a, a partner in the family. And we used to plan things out and all those things. And 
that used to be the very funniest thing that we did. And our parents used to be so happy seeing us doing that, that they'll be like smiling all throughout the day. So, so I, I remember that, like we didn't do that intentionally, but then there was a joy when we did that on their face. That was unintentional. We didn't plan that, or rather we didn't uh, seriously did that to make them happy. It just happened, and we played that game, and they were happy to see us play that, right? And when I was, when I was preparing for this, exactly what God expects us. God doesn't expect us to make things or do things so that he'll be happy. God expects to do things the way it is, right? Except sin, everything is going to make God happy. Now, that means even if you're talking to someone, that's going to make God happy in a good way. That means even if you're on keyboard, you're playing keys, that's going to make God happy. That means even if you're on the computer, maybe writing a code, that's going to make God happy. But doing that thing in the right way is important. Are we, are we, are we, are we understanding what I'm trying to say? Yeah? So, so... Now, in Bible, there are many such examples which really made God happy and because of which there were generations which were saved. You know, because of which there were generations which was, uh, you know, changed their way of looking at things. You know, one such man in Bible is Mr. Noah. Have you heard about him? You know, do you remember what he did? He built an ark, he built a big ship. Right? Now, now imagine the situation that Noah was in. He, he, was, a, he was a normal person. He was, he was a normal person doing normal stuff. But he is the only one who found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Genesis 6-8. But Noah found favor with Lord. Now, when everything around him was not doing good, was not correct, people around him were, uh, you know, killing each other. You know, at that point of time, the sin actually creeped into the humanity and it was brother versus brother, nation versus nation, everything was on the verge of, you know, extinct. And, and even in those worst times, God said, but Noah found favor with the Lord. You know, what, what, what does that mean? When everything was in chaos, Noah still had the attention of God. Can you imagine God giving specific attention to you even in that crowd? You know, God having that specific device, uh, uh, you know, which is, which, is, which is saying that, okay, everything is bad, but this guy is beeping good. Beep, 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 beep. Can you imagine that? Sorry, I'm going a little science fiction here. But can, can you imagine everything which is bad, but there is one light which is beeping saying it is good. And God has attention over Noah, saying that this guy is still bringing that big smile on my face. What is he doing? Can you imagine? Can you imagine like we, we, we doing something very specific that God has our special attention. And God is 
God is actually looking at us and saying that, okay, this guy or this girl is something special or, or, or there is something different about this person. Can you imagine when God tells you that? All right? Like, uh, you know, at times when we get to know from someone else that they spoke good about me, how do you feel? Good, happy, right? You know, uh, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trainer, so what I generally do is train people. Now, we have a process wherein we get a feedback, all right? Basically, to understand how we are doing. Now, they don't, of course, come back to us saying that, oh, you did good. Or they would say that, but then the real feedback comes through an email or through a, a specific report. So we have a survey, all right? We have a survey which, which happens after every session. And after every session, like my main agenda is to go and check, this, check the survey whether there is good remarks or not. I don't know why, because when I see good remarks there, I feel so happy. It brings that big smile on me, saying that, oh, I could make that little difference, you know, in, their, in that two hours which was given to me, or in that specific session which was given to me. You know, if we get to know that from someone else or through a survey, it's so, so, so happening. Now, imagine in this whole world when there is around 8 billion people and God tells you, Penaz, you bought that smile. Sefe, you bought that smile on my face. How good that would be. Can you, can you imagine, I mean, can you imagine the capacity of God saying that out of all these people, you got my attention. And that's exactly what Noah did at that point of time. So, uh, so what we're going to do is, uh, out, of, out, of, out of the life of Noah, we're going to understand few things which he did, which brought the, brought the smile on the God, which basically means he glorified the God. He gave glory back to the God. All right? So let's go to the next slide. Matthew 22, 37. Can we read this together? Come on. One, two, three. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. What is this? This is the first commandment that God gave us. Which means there is, there is nothing bigger than loving God. He is the creator of heaven and earth, which means he deserves every praise, every worship, every act of saying that, God, I love you. God, thank you for doing this. So God smiles when we love him unconditionally. You know, can, can you imagine why did God chose Noah? Or why did God, uh, you know, had that favor on Noah? Because he loved him unconditionally. Everybody was betraying, everybody was doing wrong things, but Noah continued to love God unconditionally. Now, how, how, do you, how do you know that Noah loved him unconditionally? Can you, can you? By his righteousness, yes. He was a righteous man. Noah was a righteous man. Yes. What else? Imagine. It, it should not be necessary like it has to be like, uh, you know, something exactly out of the Bible, but... 
imagine and what could be those reasons why Noah was captured in the eyes of the Lord. Come on. Sorry? Obedience, yes, that's correct. Yes. God-fearing, yes. Obedience, Noah followed everything what God told him. Noah was God-fearing. Noah had that fear when everybody was betraying God, was, was against each other, killing each other. Noah feared God and was with him like throughout that phase. Which means he had that capacity of loving God unconditionally. You know, which is, a, which is the biggest commandment? We have different commandments here, but this, you know, Bible says this is the most important commandment what we need to follow. We must love God, love your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Nothing can replace that. Like, I, I've told this again. If, if we have to uh, look for an example of a perfect love, there is no bigger example than Jesus in Bible or Jesus in the entire world. You know, the love that he carried when he was on the earth was supreme. There was no comparison or there was no competitor who can even come close to what Jesus shared with his love. Can you, can you imagine the character of Jesus? How he was, how, how loving he was. He... he, he Every, every, if you see every miracle that he did, you know, he didn't did out of a frustration. He didn't did anything just to prove anyone. He did that out of his love for the people. He could have, you know, like when I think about the life of Jesus, I believe he could have been uh, a perfect celebrity of of that, uh, you know, early century church where he could have really gained that name, fame because he had the capacity of doing anything in the world. But did Jesus anything did that for his own gain? In fact, Jesus, when he got baptized, he went to, you know, John the Baptist and said that, you baptize me first. When he had the authority, he, he came to a level saying that, you know, John, you baptize me first. You know, he, he has that tendency of loving every single one. Now, I believe that in today's world, we, we, we lack that element to a, to a larger extent. You know, there are times where we love people like crazy. When there, are, there are times when we, when we go down to that extent saying that I hate you. You know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And, and that's the reality. But what... what what Bible is trying to say here is, if we love God, you know, with all our heart, with all our mind, we should be able to love everyone who's with us. Because who are we? We are nothing but the image of God, right? I, I call this as equation back. Everything comes back to the same equation. I cannot say anything back to Sefe because or I, who am I to say anything bad to Sefe? Because if you, if, if you follow that commandment which says that love your God with all your mind, all your heart, I have to reciprocate that with another brother, another sister. Because everyone here is made in the image of God himself. 
like a month, uh, like many months back, we learned about something called a small g's, and I really love this fact. There's a big G and there is a small g. The big G is nothing but the God, and the small g is we ourselves. Which means, see, God is always big, okay? We cannot take his place. Which means we ourselves are in another way God, right? But we are not a bigger God, we are a smaller God. So I cannot say anything bad to Sefi because he's a God. Amen. I cannot say anything bad to Elena because she's a God, small God. Not in size, but, <laughs> but, but in comparison with God. Amen? Amen? Hence, we have to love God because he also longs to see that love which is coming from our side. It's not always one way. You know, we expect God to love us all the time. We have our responsibility to love him back. You know what? God actually waits to see your love coming back to him. Now, can you imagine? What's the population of our world? Eight billion, which is like 800 crores around the world. Now, in spite of all these people, and out of which 1.3 billion is in our country, you know, in spite of all this huge amount of people, God still waits for us to go back and love him. Now, can you imagine God saying that you are still important to me, even like all of this Eight, or eight billion people is not obeying me or not following me. That's what the lyrics that we were singing, right? He would still chase and chase that one person, leaving the 99 behind. So, so God gave us this commandment saying that love your God, which means yes, loving him is very important. Loving everyone around is also equally important. And loving him back is more important because he longs and he waits for us to come back to him. Come back to him and say that, Daddy, I love you. Daddy, I love you with all my heart, with all my mind. Amen? Amen? So how can we bring smile on God's face? Which is very simple. Just loving him. Just have the, the, the face of the love or the, or the, the feel of the love or all the adjectives of, love, of the love in your life and you bring the smile on the face of God. Amen? Psalms 147.11 says, No, the Lord is delight, delighted in those who fear Him, those who put their hope in His unfailing love. Now coming back to the life of Noah, we understood God found favor because he loved him. Noah had that exceptional love for God which nobody in that time really had, right? And we know the story what happened after that. God saved Noah and gave him a mission and everything, all that. But another thing is, another thing is which is very important is to have trust on God. How, how how can someone build an ark without even knowing what is going to come up? Can you, can you imagine? You know what God told Noah? You know, this is, this is probably the conversation which has happened uh, which, between God and Noah. God coming in and saying, Noah, you know what? All the people are really gone bad. They've gone mad. 
and I'm not really liking it. They have betrayed me, they are killing each other. And Noah is like clueless what's happening. You know, I'm just putting out what I imagine, okay? I imagine in the story. And Noah is still quiet and God is like, I, I found favor on you, but I know I got, I, got a, I got something for you. You got to do something for me. Noah is like, okay, what can I do? Can you build an ark? Can you imagine, can you imagine the, 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 the mindset of Noah at that point of time? Probably Noah wouldn't have thought about something like an ark. You know, he didn't know what is an ark, but he still trusted him, saying that God, I would build the ark. You know what, what God told him afterwards? There is going to come a big flood. There's going to come a big rain, which is going to wash out everything. Now, imagine Noah's situation. Probably that poor guy has never seen something like an ark. In fact, Bible also says that in those days there was no rains. So the, the normal vegetation used to happen the, with the irrigation which was there. Like God used to provide water from, from the earth itself, from the ground itself. So there was no real need of rain that point of time. So that's one of the reasons they've never seen a rainbow. You know, have you seen the movie Noah? They show a big rainbow as a, as a climax. So there was no rainbow probably at that point of time. And imagine... The fact that God is telling him, you know, you know what, there is going to be a big flood coming in, which is going to probably wash out everything which is there, but I'll save you, provided you build this ark. And Noah doesn't know what is rain. And Noah doesn't know what is a flood looking like. And he's also ready to build an ark. At the same time, he doesn't know how to get this till the sea, till the ocean or a sea. Because uh, as per the Bible, he was staying far away from any of the nearest of ocean. Now, in spite of all this confusion, what did Noah did? Did, did Noah question back, God, what, do you exactly mean like an ark or a boat or a, or a, or a small, small ship which can be lifted and which, which, which we can take it till the ocean? Did Noah, Noah did anything of those? He blindly trusted with every condition that was given to him. You know, if, if you read through it, God has given him specific instruction how to build that ark. You know, there are specification of what wood you should have. You know, the chambers has been specifically given. So, God came with a clear blueprint. You know, how many inches, how many nails, how, how was the design looking like? Is that, is that, is that uh, aerodynamic? Everything was predetermined by God himself. And imagine Noah going clueless. Like, what is this? You gave me all the specification, but I don't know anything. Noah didn't react like that. He, Chumma, followed what God told him. As simple as that. Trusting God is, is, is like, you know, is like what, 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 uh, um, you know, what happened with disciples on that, on that board when the storm came in and everybody was scared. But there was one person who, who had that trust in God and who tried to step out of that board saying that, God, I believe you. But the moment he realized or the trust was a little shaken, he, he started drowning. 
Imagine the timeline of, of he getting out of the ship and walking on the water for one or two seconds. That is the time when he had complete trust. The moment his trust was shaken or it came down to 95%, he started drowning. And out of the life of Noah, this is, this is one significant thing that we'll all have to understand. Trusting is very important. Trusting plays a real emphasis. Also for the fact that he had everything, by the way. Noah had proper plan, but he didn't know how to make it. He, he was not a carpenter, he was not a, a designer who could build an ark. And can you believe this? It took how many years? It took 120 years to build that ark. So imagine there would have been many, many such days where he would have thought of giving up. There would be many days where people would have just come and mocked him. What are you building? You know, I pity on uh, Noah's children. How people would have, uh, you know, how his uh, friends would have actually told them. You know, what is your dad building? Is that a joke? You know, what, what is he building like a big thing? We don't even know. Imagine how would they, they would be going to school every day. Probably like... Like they would have been the left out kids in the school because every single day they were mocked by the people or the, or the kids in the school saying that your dad has gone mad. And it went on for 120 long years. Can you imagine? Now today's, today's time when, when one interview doesn't really goes correct, you know, when the HR says that I'll call you back, the trust goes away. You know, when, then, when one thing goes really wrong, as, as we didn't really plan, the trust goes away. What we can learn from the life of Noah is like, no matter what happens, just trust God. It didn't make sense to Noah, right, at first, at all. He was clueless. So it's, it's good, to, good to go with his mindset. Whenever God tells you something, it might not really make sense. It's okay if it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for us, but it, take, it makes sense totally for the God. It makes sense for God for sure. Amen? Are we learning something? Yes, no, maybe, maybe not. You know, I use this quite often. Thanks to Pastor Priji. You know, even in my trainings back in my office. All right. Um, let's go to Psalms 30.12. That I might sing praises to you and not to be silent, O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Now we understood how we can bring smile on God. The first, the first was by saying that God will love you unconditionally. The second point that we, that we learned was by trusting him, again unconditionally. Now, we do all of those things, but we forget to do something which is very important which is thanking God. You know, we get that promotion, we get that uh, uh, job movement thing that is required for us. So we get that property uh, thing getting resolved. We get that land resolved for you. Everything happens, but we forget to thank God. And thanking God is, is, is one big aspect of our life. You know, the fact that we are here today is because of a sacrifice which was made 2,000 years ago. 
If it was not the case, probably we wouldn't have been sitting here and discussing these things. So it becomes my undue responsibility that I thank God every single day of my life. In fact, what happened with Noah when he came out of that big stormy wind or, or, or the, this big flood, he first thanked God. He had that attitude of saying, God, thank you for getting us through this. You know, he, he didn't know where he was heading for with all his uh, uh, family members and all the, uh, all the bunch of animals in the, in the ship. But when he came out of that cyclone or storm or flood, the first thing that he did was thanking God. Now, I believe, you know, everything that we do is, is, is an act of thanking God. The fact that we are sitting here right now, if you're coming into the church, is because of God. Thank God. The fact that we are safe in all, always, that's because of God. Thank God. The fact that we have all these facilities is because of God. Thank God for that. Quite often, we try to compare with someone else what he has and what we have. And this is a time where we miss that moment of thanking God because we get into an act of comparison saying that he has more blessings compared to me. But God is such a person that he would give a blessing to you which you deserve or which is in your capacity. Okay, which doesn't mean that he, he's going to stop with this blessing right now. There are, there, are, there, are, there are many such things which he has given you but not him. Amen? Are we, are, we, are we getting this? Are we understanding what we are trying to discuss here? You know, we, we should not get into a comparison mode. We should rather agree with God gave us and, and follow him with all the obedience. All, all, that, all that God has given to you is something that you deserve. Is something that is in your capacity. Which means that it is not the end. There are yet more things to come. You know, so, so comparing the blessings another person has got, you know, really, really doesn't take us to any level. And also the fact that thanking God becomes a very important fact here. Because that's an act of saying, you did it for me. You know, like we, we, we normally say this, right? Uh, if, 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 we, if we meet someone and if, if uh, that person happens to uh, take you to a coffee shop, and you know the person uh, gets you a coffee what do we say thank you thank you for the coffee or thank you for the dinner or thank you for uh, you know the lift why because we we are obliged saying that because the person did something for us doesn't matter big small he gave us a coffee yes we are thank you for that so imagine if a person who has come down to the earth from heaven leaving all his comfort all his benefits and he came down to earth and he sacrificed himself for us aren't we obliged to say thank you to him aren't we obliged to say thank you for what you have done because of you i am here because of you this life is possible for me right so so the third third and very important uh, part which which we can learn from the life life of noah is thanking God. And, and I believe that we all should inculcate this, 
this attitude within ourselves because this is just an act of glorifying God. Even in our pains, let's thank God because, because out of that pain, there is something bigger that is coming out. Amen? So how can we bring smile on God? Yes, by loving him. Yes, by trusting him. Yes, by thanking him every single day. There's another way that we can bring smile on the God is by using our abilities or using our capacity that God has given us. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Now, I'm a, I'm a very true believer which, which, which says that, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I should not say true believer, I say strong believer which follows God's plan. I have always surrendered anything which is going to happen or which happens in my life to, the God, to God first and then putting any of my input. You know, be it my job, be it my, uh, any decision that I make, uh, I, 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 I give it to God first to see if God approves it or not. Because, because I, I truly believe what we have within ourselves is, is the God's capacity. We, without God, is not capable of doing anything. Which means every talent that we have, every, every uh, you know, uh, unique thing that we possess is coming from God. Which means, Sefe, if you can play keyboard, that's a talent that is given by God. If Elena can capture good pictures, that's a talent that is given by God. Everything that we have within ourselves, which could be big, small, you know, we don't have to really judge that in capacity. But even the smallest of smallest thing, if I can bring uh, a smile on a little kid's face, that's a talent that is God has given me. That's a capacity that, is God, that God has given me. Now, Noah's life was also an example of using the talents. Probably he didn't discover initially what talent he had. But when he was pushed, when he was given that access, when he was given that uh, vision, he could do many things, which otherwise was impossible. Can you, can you imagine Noah building an ark without God? Was that even possible? Was that even possible? No. Can you imagine Noah having a proper uh, roster being made? Okay, I'll take this animal first, this animal first. Was that possible? It was God. It was in God's capacity that Noah had to plan those things or had to figure out what comes first and how, do the, how does this ark would look like. I, 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 strongly, I strongly believe that it was not Noah's capacity, it was God's capacity made Noah do that. Which means whatever we do, you know, if you, if you write a code back in your office, that's God's capacity. If, if, you, if you interact with people and, and, and teach them something, that's God's capacity. There is nothing that we carry in this world of our own, but it is all of God that he has given us. Amen. So, so God smiles when we use our talents for the best thing, by the way, not for the, good, not for the bad things. God enjoys 
we doing everything good. The only thing that he doesn't enjoy is when we commit a sin. Except sin, it could be it could be as simple as saying hello to someone. It could be as simple as uh, saying goodbye to someone. But God doesn't really enjoy the moment we commit a sin. Right? So using our talents for wrong activities can lead us to destruction. And there are many examples in Bible, you know, which we know. One of, one of the, one of the uh, uh, famous example is the King Saul. He was an anointed king. But he has his own agenda. He had his own agenda of doing things. He used the, the anointing for wrong reasons. And God had to punish him. And God had to put him in under, under control saying that, Son, you're not doing the things in the way that I told you. Because what he was doing was not pleasing God. That means he was talented. But he was not doing, or what rather, he was not using the talent in a good way. Amen. So God is always looking people like Noah. Noah is one such example, by the way. There are many such, li many such examples or many such persons who had glorified God, who had bought that big smile on the face of the God saying that, you're my man. You're my, you're, my, you're my daughter. You're my son. But Noah is one such example which has, has, has probably taught us of many things in the, in the entire, uh, you know, the book of Genesis, probably verse 3, 4, how we can bring that big smile because he was the only one who found favor in the eyes of God. He was the only one who loved God unconditionally when everything was black, everything was not good. He was the only one who trusted God with his plan when everyone else ignored God. And he was the only one who could use his capacity or use his ability to the extent to please God. And in fact, he was the only one who thanked God. So can, 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 we, can we think about this? Can we, can we think about uh, glorifying God as a bigger concept? It's, it's not something very small thing that as, which, can, which can be confined in a sermon. You know, it's, it's much bigger than that. Because glorifying God has to be the real attitude of us in, in our lifetime. In the short lifetime, what we are going to spend in, our, spend in this world, our objective every single day should be glorifying God. Now, when I was thinking about the sermons, it can actually go endless. We can go years and years and years learning how to glorify God. Like... Like the way, way Pastor Kachi mentioned, worshipping is a way of glorifying God. Now today we learned about the smile part. How that little small smile on the, on the face of the God is actually making him feel so good about us. You know, that is an act of glorifying God. So, so I, don't, I don't want you guys to conf get confined with only this point. You know, this, this is, these are the points that uh, I, I probably thought of putting it across so that we have uh, a clear understanding. But this list is endless, by the way. You know, it's not just confined by saying talent or, or trust or love or saying thank you. There are many more things that we can do. But these are some of those things which, which we can actually emphasize on our life on a daily basis. Amen? Can, can we... 
can we commit ourselves saying that god we love you unconditionally first because that is the biggest commandment ever can we can we commit ourselves saying that god i trust you no matter what is the condition no matter what is the situation it might not look clear to me right now but i still trust you and can we also thank god every single day you know can can we do that it just gives god so much of pleasure it just gives god so much of happiness when we say thank you you know when we we thank god it makes his day come on there are 8 billion people but still when i say thank you it makes god stay can we use our ability to 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 work for god can we use our ability to glorify god's name that could be very smallest and smallest of things but let's do with an attitude of doing it for god amen are we learning something what all we learned what are the what are the four points that we learned today come on this this is the this this is like my training training batch yeah what 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 did we learn today first point love second point trust third point thank god fourth point talents amen can we pray we hope this week's sermon from bangalore revival center was a blessing to you To remain connected or to visit us find all the information on dreamingrevival.com